You are listening to Stand Out on LinkedIn, indispensable truths, tools, and tips, a show designed specifically to help you stand out. This podcast is for everyone looking to maximize their brand, network, career, and business initiatives, meaning finding a job, hiring, selling, and marketing. That pretty much includes most people. My team at Intero will be sharing their expertise and insight to get you one step closer to gaining traction and being a standout on LinkedIn. My team spends hours each day on LinkedIn, assisting companies in developing their brand, finding new talent for job openings, and even creating content to help professionals establish their credibility. The information they share on this podcast reflects what they see and do each day. If you're looking to stand out on LinkedIn, then you've come to the right place. Listen and receive actionable takeaways that you can utilize on LinkedIn to achieve your business and career goals. Welcome to Stand Out on LinkedIn, brought to you by Intero Advisory, the leader in LinkedIn branding, sales, and recruiting enablement. My name is Jim Cusick, and I'm here with Taylor Kimball on our team. Taylor, say hi. Hi, everyone. This is Taylor's first time on our podcast. First time on any podcast, right, Taylor? Yes, first time on podcast. <laughs> we got a good good conversation for you guys today. We're going to be talking about Colleen's latest blog, March 2022. And the title of that blog is Why You Need Your Employees LinkedIn Network. And the title of this podcast, The Value of Your Employees LinkedIn Network. So we're going to talk a little bit about the key findings in this blog, obviously the key takeaway, our thoughts and kind of reaction to the blog and, and the content that we've been creating over this month, and then tie it into some of the things we're seeing with our clients and then let you guys get on with your day. So Taylor, jumping right in, looking at this blog, reading through it, obviously looking at the key takeaway. What stood out to you most? Yeah. So after reading the blog, the thing that stood out to me the most was the statistic that on average, an employee has 10 times more first level connections than a company page will have LinkedIn followers. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge stat. We talk about that stat all the time. Really, really is the cornerstone of this blog and, and something that everyone needs to think about when either changing or coming up with a, a strong LinkedIn strategy. So Taylor, what breaking that stat down a little bit further, why, why do you think it's important that companies are aware of that? So just as an example, a couple of clients that I've worked with in the past, a lot of these clients will have their own smaller companies or even larger companies, but a lot of people I've worked with have had smaller companies. You know, their company page followers really come from their first level connections. So it's kind of more important to not focus so much on, you know, how many people are following their company page because like all their content is really getting out to their individual network. That's a, that's a great point. And that's something that people forget. You put your marketing person, you put your, uh, whoever, your admin, someone on your team in charge of growing the following. And really everybody uh, should be involved in marketing. So just uh, not just the marketing department's role there, but that's something that's easily measurable. You can say, hey, we have this many new followers. Isn't this great? But you're really just inviting people that you're already connected to. And they're really not going to be engaging in content. Now, what is, if you have a strong company page following, it's not only people you're inviting, but it's people actively going and clicking the follow button. So Taylor's talking about why, why grow your, why spend time growing your company page followers if you already have them listening to and following along with your content through your personal profile. Um, great if you have people organically going out there and clicking the button. Uh, in Colleen's article, she's talking about uh, Microsoft and HP and some other companies here. 
and we're talking 3 million followers on, on LinkedIn, that's a lot of followers. I would be shocked if HP had a bunch of employees sending out a lot of invites. There's people who follow HP for product information, customer information. They're interested in potentially working there. But her point is, look at how many first-degree connections they have and second-degree connections um, through the LinkedIn network, not alone just looking at the followers. You're talking about 43 million first-degree connections. I don't even know what it would cost to, to reach out to 43 million people individually and get, get HP out there, what they would do from a marketing standpoint, from an ad buy standpoint here. They're already connected to them, leveraging those networks of their employees on LinkedIn. Your employees' networks are extremely valuable. And as Colleen discusses in here, it's important to basically cultivate those networks, show your employees why it's important that everybody's on the same page, sharing content getting the message out there and creating strategic networks. Taylor, I know we, we have a lot of different clients that we, we start with evaluating the network, um, building that network. Where do you start with your clients when I say evaluating that network? What's the first thing you do? So the first thing you would do is start with like looking through their first level connections and kind of just making sure all those connections make sense for them. We didn't maybe if it's even going through and deleting some people or just making sure you're connected with the right people. And that can start with location or looking through your alumni network and making sure that you're connected with all the right people that you should be connected with. And for those who maybe newer to LinkedIn or, or haven't done it before, how would they get access to their first level connections to really understand who's in their network? Yeah. So you can download your first level connections uh, pretty easily. Just download it right to an Excel sheet. You can look through it that way, or you can um, look through it through Sales Navigator as well. Great. So that, that download is going to come to them. They're going to be able to see exactly who's in there and why. I mean, have you ever had any clients that you, you pull their network up, you start talking about their network and they, they start to see that they either don't have as many people they're connected to as they thought, or their digital network is not the same as the people that they they say they know off of LinkedIn. Do you ever see anything like that? Ever have those conversations? Yeah, or so you know, some clients might think that if they worked for a company in the past that they're if it was like a big company or a small company or really doesn't matter, but they would think that their all their connections are up to date and they're connected with everyone they used to work with and then when you start going through you're finding all of these people and they're like, "Oh, how was I not connected with that person?" but it's because they haven't really taken the time to sit down and look through their first level connections and keep everything updated. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. It's, it's about keeping it updated and it's making it actionable because you, you don't realize how many people at different stops through your career you meet and then they go somewhere else and then you're like, oh man, I, I didn't even know they went there because you're not connected with them on LinkedIn. You're not seeing that there. Colleen talks about in here, basically, basically what she's saying is you have all these people that old style networking, you might have a Rolodex, you know where they are, but it would take you a while to figure out what's going on with, when I say what's going on, where they are currently, places they've been, types of work they're doing now, roles, all of that different type of stuff. You have at the click, as she says, a couple of clicks of uh, a button, you can see exactly what's going on with everybody in your network. It's so visible where pre-LinkedIn, pre the ability to do this, you're just trying to remember, stay up to date, keep notes, um, and see people out at networking events, it's so much easier to have this actionable database, which is having a very strong and cultivated LinkedIn network. So as we see more people talking about, okay, how do I, how do I find a job? How do I go to the next job? How do I stay relevant? All of these things, it, it starts with your network. Um, now, Taylor, as far as 
Colleen pulled some stats in here around um, job seeking and, and LinkedIn statistics around job seeking and networks so critical um, to that and hiring for these companies is so critical. The stat, 35% of employees are referring candidates in order to help their friends. Yeah, people want to help people they know get jobs. They want to work with people they, they know or like or have worked with previously. Out of the other stats that, that Colleen has listed here, um, what stuck out to you? Yeah. So one of the stats that stuck out to me was the job seekers spend up to 30 minutes a day on LinkedIn. That kind of surprised me because I feel like when I was looking for a job and anytime I've been really seeking a job, like LinkedIn was my go-to and I would spend a lot more than 30 minutes a day looking on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting because I, I look at that a little bit differently and I say that's a, that's a lot of time for, because um, defined job seeker really, uh, I would say anybody who's passively or actively looking for a job, you're looking at, a, as LinkedIn says, 40 million users searching for jobs every week on LinkedIn. 30 minutes is a lot of time to dedicate to one platform. But I see what you're saying. I mean, some people, if people know how to navigate LinkedIn and realize how powerful it is, they're going to spend a lot more time on there. Um, it's just easier to be more proactive with your job search. So Taylor, totally agree with you there. I was looking at that stat a little bit differently saying, I think that's a lot of time. That's a lot of potential impact for uh, companies that are hiring or struggling to hire to have on somebody on LinkedIn and, and investing in that LinkedIn presence. So, we, I mean, with a lot of these stats, they can go either way. I mean, the one on here, 15 million open positions on LinkedIn jobs, they do pull from some other job sites in there. Um, they do give people free postings and jobs do time out, but there are some some jobs in there that are already filled. 15 million, that's a, that's a lot of open positions. I'd be surprised how many companies truly need that many people. And I'm not saying individually 15 million per company there. I'm saying how many companies actually need all the positions that are listed on their website. People also list um, from my recruiting background, knowing what companies and individuals like to do. I hear it all the time, especially with staffing firms. They like to leave job positions up just to continue to build the pipeline, even though there's not a position open at that time. That's uh, debatable to see, I mean, really, if that's a not, I wouldn't say more ethical uh, thing to do, um, but that their perspective would be they see those positions all the time. They're getting to know somebody and getting them in position to get them a job when those, that position does come out. Um, so they do use that as kind of not a bait and switch, but a way to get people in the door. So with these stats, they can go either way. But the, the thing to note here overall is you have, if you're struggling to hire as a company, can't figure out hiring. You have all these employees who touch a lot of different people in your industry from the places they've already been or the people that they know. Leveraging that, leveraging these networks is incredibly important. And as Taylor touched on a little bit from the business development side of things, you got to know what's in your network. You got to start and understand how your network is set up to then be able to have any success on LinkedIn. Um, We always say it, random LinkedIn activity, unintentional networks. They just lead you to randomness on LinkedIn and a lot of time wasted. And, and as Taylor knows, you can spend a lot of time on LinkedIn in a week, can't you, Taylor? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so um, that's all we have for everybody on this episode. Really encourage you to go read Colleen's blog. If you had already read it, go back, take it again. How can you apply these things to your business? How can these stats make you think a little bit differently of what you're doing now? And uh, if you have any questions or anything we discussed that you want to comment on, feel free to reach out to Taylor or myself. Um, on LinkedIn. Taylor, any um, anything else to add before we let, let everybody get back to their day? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Great. Thanks everybody for joining us. If you do, do have any questions, definitely reach out and we'll see you on the next episode of Stand Out on LinkedIn. 
Connect with us on LinkedIn, get to know us there and on our website, interoadvisory.com. We have lots of valuable content and inside our membership site and even more beyond that. Thanks for listening. We appreciate a shout out on your preferred channel, a review or a comment on what you'd like to hear us discuss. You can listen in on Apple, Spotify, Google Play and other channels. Check out our tutorials on our YouTube channel too. Until next time, thanks for joining.